Welcome to the Constructing Greatness Podcast, where I will be sharing real stories with inspiring tradesmen and many other driven and passionate leaders in construction and various other industries. I'm your host, Nicholas Ofak, and I've been in the construction business since 1996 as a construction manager and have worked for some of the largest builders in the United States. I'm now a business owner entrepreneur, and partner in a firm where we've successfully managed to be listed on the Inc. 5000, America's fastest growing private companies, three years in a row. The main purpose of this podcast is to inspire and create awareness about the value of working in the trades and to educate about the great benefits and rewarding opportunities it can create. Are you ready to take this fun journey with me? Let's do it. For the past eight years, RDL Construction LLC has been servicing the New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Maryland markets, specializing in the installation of exterior and interior metal framing, drywall, acoustical ceilings, doors, and hardware, along with bathroom accessories and FRP. Check them out. Their website is RDL Construction LLC. I'm personally very excited today because I have another podcaster on the show. I'm also excited that uh, these two guests help people like me. They help small business owners. So I am preparing to take a lot of notes today and really take it all in. Julie Traxler and Corey Harris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, Nick. You're very welcome. I'm glad you uh, you can join me today. And I just recently saw from a post, Julie, that you guys hit 100 episodes in your podcast. Congratulations. Thank you. We did. It was, um, it was actually a lot of fun. We'd made some changes with our 100th episode. We introduced a slick new intro to it and stepped it up a bit and, and, and a new outro, really. So we're, we are um, moving and grooving on the, on the podcast. Very cool. When did you guys start your podcast? How long ago was it? September 4th, 2020. Okay. Good. You guys are are motoring through some episodes. Yeah, we're pretty consistent. We, when, before we started it, we, you know, did some research and we really understood that consistency is like the single most important thing for podcasts. So we release every Tuesday and Thursday. Awesome. And then in December, we did a special series Every Saturday, we released an episode that really dealt with mental and financial health and wellness for entrepreneurs. Got it. Now, good stuff. And I wanted to, before I get into what you guys are doing now, I wanted to get into a little bit of your history. And I'll start with you, Julie. I I see that you're 20 years working, you know, as a coach, as a consultant, various leadership positions. I also saw that you're from Minnesota, but you went to school in Philly. How did you... uh, end up in Philadelphia area. <laughs> so I, what's funny is, you know, I did grow up in Minnesota and between my junior and senior year of high school, I got a job at Acadia National Park in um, Maine, Bar Harbor, Maine. And I it wanted that job so bad and my mom wouldn't let me take it. Mm-hmm. And she said, if you go East, you'll never come back. And I was like, you're crazy. <laughs> and probably within the next four years, I had moved East. I originally moved to New Jersey and was up in Northern Jersey and then um, eventually made my way to Philly because of a job that I took and built a home in Philly. I was in Maniunk and 
between, you know, my, that senior year of high school and actually graduating from um, Drexel, I legit went to like seven different colleges. My college career spans like 18 years. And <laughs> it's one of the most noticeable things when having conversations between me and Corey is that so much of his history and story is backed up in these great experiences at college. And mm-hmm. all of his friends are really from you know, he has a lot of friends from college and I don't have any of those things because my college career was just so scattered, so stretched out. So, but that's how I ended up in Philly was a job. And then I decided finally, like, you got to finish. So I finished at Drexel and I actually never even, aside from going to the bookstore once, I never stepped foot on campus one time. That's it. So you have a degree in business administration. And um, then, like I said, you you had various years in leadership positions with Fortune 500 companies, mergers and acquisitions. You have various certifications, green belt and process. Well, that's Corey. I, that's am, Corey? Not a pro- yeah. I am not a process person. <laughs> I was like, you've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> You're a certified business coach, correct? Yes. Yes, I am. And uh, change in project management certifications. Yep. One thing that's really cool, too, I, I, I'm learning that you guys are best-selling authors. How did that come about? Well, that was kind of a byproduct of what we were doing when we first started the business. And back in 2020, we were trying to figure out how we could help small businesses. And so we were talking to, you know, to summarize that story, we were just talking to friends and family and small business owners. We've got a large network of small business owners. And the one thing that everybody was kind of one of the, the themes running through it was that everybody was kind of unprepared for this, obviously, um, in one way, shape or form. And in our backgrounds, uh, various skill sets and knowledge and all of that, we decided that we had enough that we could tell people how to prepare for basically anything. So we wrote the book. It's called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. And I don't know, a couple months ago, we realized that the book is more about building a strong business foundation and not so much about disaster preparedness, because that's the whole thing is that you, you can't really plan for every disaster, but you, you can make sure, and you know, as the building uh, industry is like, you build a strong foundation and you can survive a lot. You know, you can change what your, your business is and you can adapt and all of that, but you just need to make sure that you've got that strong foundation so that you can pivot and, and adapt as necessary. Very cool. So it's called seriously. Now what? Right. Small Business Guide to Disasters Preparedness. No, very cool. I'm going to have to check it out, guys. Very cool. And then, Corey, you, 20 years of experience helping business owners achieve success. You completed your undergrad at Virginia Polytech Institute and State University and master's at VCU. We actually played you guys, VCU, when they were in Atlantic 10. Temple University. So they, you guys always had a very good basketball team. <laughs> so Corey's an expert at process planning, execution, and disaster preparedness. When did you guys meet? How did you meet? And you know what was the business kind of plan? So Julie and I worked together years ago. Mm-hmm. We, we worked at a, a company, a national food distributor. And the the story goes, I was working for a, uh, I was a, basically a one-man department and my boss didn't really know what to do with me. And so he said, hey, <laughs> reach out to this woman. She's working on this project and maybe you can, you know, just offer up your time free of charge, offer up your time. 
you help her out working on this project. And so I reached out and she said, no, thank you. He <laughs> will never let yes. me forget it. And then six months later, that same boss saw the writing on the wall for his own job and was, and, and told me that I might want to start looking around the company for a new job as well. And so I applied for this new team that had just been formed and Julie was leading that team. So she had to hire me regardless. I didn't have to hire you. you. (laughs) (laughs) I did. You know, what's funny is I didn't really even remember that he had sent me that email offering up his help. But when me and some of the other members of the team interviewed him, uh, this is why, like, ultimately this was the kicker for me for why I said yes to bringing him on the team was he told a story about how he just decided one day to take a toaster apart and then put it back together. And I don't even remember, was the toaster not working? Yeah. So I didn't just take the toaster apart. So my background is, is in restaurants and I, ever since high school, I've worked in restaurants. I went to school for hospitality and tourism management. I've managed and owned and, and been a part of restaurants. So I know them backwards and forwards. And the story was that the, so we had bought this toaster and it, it was like less than six months old and the warranty was still good on it, but it was going to take forever to get a new one. And uh, it's expensive toaster. It's like a $1,200 piece of like conveyor belt mm-hmm. type thing. And I was like, well, it's already broken. I can't break it anymore. So I took it apart and found out what was wrong and fixed it and put it back together. And so what was wrong? The, <laughs> the uh, gear was something. So I had to, I Basically, all I do, I went out to my truck and got some motor oil and put some motor oil in the gear. Mm-hmm. Greased it up. Yep. Nice. So for me, when he told that story, I realized that he was a very creative thinker and he was quick on his feet and he was a problem solver and that he wasn't really looking for the easy way out. He was looking for solutions. And I was like, I want that kind of person on my team. So he joined the team. And I probably over the next couple of years heard at least a hundred, maybe 200 times when somebody would be telling a story Mm -hmm. about a project in Illinois that he (laughs) offered to help on. He'd be like, well, I wouldn't know. I wasn't there. Well, because the team we were on, (laughs) everybody on that team had worked on the project in Illinois, except for me. So they had all these stories. I'm like, well, I could be taking part in these stories, but (laughs) (laughs) he's not a grudge holder at all, Nick. (laughs) I see that. So you guys co-founded and partners in 2020 SB Pace and what the name, where did the name come from? Just curious. Oh, well, I can tell you who came up with the name. It was Corey. (laughs) Yes. It's an acronym. And Mm -hmm. we were trying to figure out what, uh, we were just kind of listing everything out that we could help with. And so small businesses, that's where the SB came from, obviously. But we were like small businesses and we were like, oh, okay, well, we can help with planning. We can help with advising and we can help with coaching. And then we threw expertise in there and it was like, oh, look, it spells pace. And so, Ah. you know, it setting the pace for businesses, things like that. Like, so we had all these things. We're like, oh, that's a great name. Um, And it turns out it's really not that great of a name. It's really not that great of a name. (laughs) And honestly, I'm so impressed that you remembered what pace stood for right now. (laughs) That's that's why I had to tell the whole story because I was thinking through it. (laughs) I was trying to relate it with your names or I I, I didn't know. I was curious. Thanks for sharing. Everybody thinks it's SB Space. Yes, yes. We recently did a reel on Instagram of, how frequently people get confused over our name and they think we're SB space. So literally our, mm. our holiday party, we gave out 
you know, remember the MTV awards with the man on the moon, like the astronaut? Yes. We gave out like little astronauts for our holiday awards. <laughs> and um, we're, we just were like, we just own it. People think it's SB space. We're mm-hmm. hoping to sign a deal with Elon Musk at some point. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how wide of a reach your podcast has, but yeah. <laughs> Elon, if you're listening. So it's a consulting firm with a passion for Main Street America and I see that you guys had families that were business owners, mm-hmm. both of you. Yes. Do you think that that's why you have your entrepreneurial spirit and desire to help entrepreneurs? I just think I'm highly unemployable. <laughs> 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 I mean, I've been fired from more jobs than probably anybody should be like, but I, I mean, I can remember when my dad left one company to start his own business and I was young And I remember being really scared because I thought, what if you fail? And I remember saying those words to him, what if you fail? And it really didn't occur to me until years later as an adult, what an absolute like crappy thing that was to say. But, you know, kids don't know. They just speak the truth. And I was very scared. Like, what if we can't pay our mortgage? And he was like, I don't really think that's something you need to worry about. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't, you know, then I realized, you know, looking back now, that hustle and grind that, that he did to not fail. I mean, I, I, now I can see it. I couldn't see what was happening, but I can see the things he did now. So I definitely think that having entrepreneurial parents helped. Yeah, I, I figured it out. And summer between my freshman and sophomore year of college, I had an internship in Florida, I was working for my uncle's company. And the only thing I really learned from that internship is that I didn't want to work in an office. (laughs) And I did a pretty good job of avoiding the nine to five life. And I never really had that traditional nine to five. Uh, As soon as I left the restaurant industry, I basically started traveling full time for work. So no, my parents were business owners as well. And I I just was curious because I, I feel it was in me early. I think I always knew it was just a matter of time. But when you're in the corporate world for a long time, it's just hard to just pick up and leave. And it, it was certainly challenging. Yeah. Yeah. That corporate world is, you know, it feels like such a safety net to so many people. But I wonder how many people changed their minds after the last year. Tell me about it. And I think an awful lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't even, I think it's just jobs in general. Cause we've, we've talked about that and I'm sure you're seeing the same in the construction industry where, the labor market is just not there. And it's one of the main reasons is, is people have figured out that they don't, they didn't like their job and they kind of use the, the past year and, and change as a, a chance to reset that they're yeah. going to find something yep. to do. I'm seeing a lot of new business owners starting their own company because construction is booming, you know, just small crews, four, six, eight guys. And they're taking these guys from bigger companies. I'm seeing obviously companies having trouble because of, you know, what the government has done with, the free money, um, you know, that I think everyone's feeling that, but yeah, it's, uh, and then just supply and demand. I mean, that's just killing the material as I'm sure you guys have read and heard, you know, the availabilities of material. They can't make stuff fast enough. Yeah. It's crazy to see what's happened, but understandable, right? People spend so much time, you know, really out of their houses. Then the pandemic hits and you see people notice all these things, right? These things that they avoided fixing or, these improvements that they didn't want to do. And now they're home all the time. So they're like, Hey, let's build that deck. Let's put in a pool. Let's change that, you know, old nursery into an office. Well, let's finish the basement, whatever it is. Yes. And there's just not enough 
resources to do it, both people and material wise. You're exactly right. Yeah, people being home and doing those renovations, additions, expansions, pools, it's booming. Absolutely booming. The residential market, I, I think I read an article where there's a, over a million workers that are needed for the residential market alone wow. uh, in the United States. Over a million jobs available. It's, it's incredible. And I remember reading it was about a half a million and that was like six months ago. It just continues to climb. A lot of availability for construction workers. Hey guys, it's Nick. I have a short message from our sponsor, MPC Builders. With well over 40 years of combined construction-related experience in both the residential and commercial markets, MPC Builders services the New Jersey and Philadelphia metro areas. Check out our website at mpcbuilders.net or you can call me directly at 856-217-1750 and I'd be happy to answer any questions you have about your construction project. So outside of your business, what are you guys passionate about? What do, what do you guys like to do on your free time? Any hobbies? Do we have free time? Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in the process of opening up a restaurant, so I don't know what free time is anymore. You know, anything outdoors, really. Yeah. Outdoors. Yeah. Just I recently, just I just recently got back to boxing again, which I really like to hit stuff. I'm not very good Mm -hmm. at it, but (laughs) I like to do it. And Corey gets a much nicer version of me every day because I've gone and like punched some stuff in the morning, usually like reading. And I wish I could say that I really like cooking, but I really don't like my kitchen. So I don't cook very often, but (laughs) normally I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, very similar. I enjoy the the outdoors. I haven't got to spend as much time outdoors this, this summer as much as I, I would like to, but, uh, you know, hiking and camping, hunting and all of that fun stuff. Oh, Try- we, and we like gambling. Oh yeah. Gambling is a big, big thing that we do as well. <laughs> yes. uh, what kind? Any. any, you name it. We will bet on anything. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I can relate to that as well. Yeah, I, I was introduced to you guys by Mike Parnell, as you know, and he was on your podcast. Mike is my business partner. And, and something that we've been getting into is hiking. We, we absolutely adore it. He's really the one that got me into it. He's, he's obsessed and I'm getting there. Like I'm, I'm, I'm near upset. It's, it's just a lot of fun. Great talks. Shut down the phone. Well, we try. He's, he's a little better at it than I am. But yeah, just just enjoy the, you know, the wilderness nature. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm we, doing a big event with Mike in October. I'm doing. Oh, are you doing that one? Yes, I am. Awesome. I am. Yes. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, well, I, I'm embarrassed to say I've been barely training for it. So I really <laughs> need to get my butt in gear. But so Jesse Itzler and his um, business partner, he actually has a couple, Colin O'Brady and Mark Herlock have, they formed this company, 29029 Eversing, which is really, mm-hmm. um, and they recently just got acquired by iFit. So it was a huge acquisition for them. Super excited for them, right? Mostly excited for anybody who was a member of 29029 because we got great discounts from iFit on their programs or on any of mm-hmm. their uh, workout equipment. But after Jesse, you know, he had the kids and he'd done a bunch of things everybody kept telling him he should go climb Everest. And he was like, I can't, it's too risky. And I I can't take time off. So he had this idea of I'll bring Everest here. So, you know, initially started just one location in Vermont. Now it's three locations. It's Utah, Idaho, and Vermont. And it's three different times a year. 
so once in each location, right? And um, Vermont is in October. Matt, they only let 200 people on the mountain or it might be 250. That's mm-hmm. it. And you essentially, they have a mountain that they rent and you climb the equivalent of that mountain and you get 36 hours. So I think in Vermont, we have to climb 17 times to get to the 29,000, 29 feet. So you climb up, you take the, is it gondola? Is that how you say it? Sure. You hmm. can, gondola, <laughs> gondola. I can never say that word right. That's um, right. <laughs> it's one of those words that everybody makes fun of me for. You take it back down and then you just, you just got to keep turning right and keep mm-hmm. going and climbing. So you get 36 hours to finish it. And it's supposed to be like one of the best events. And I can remember, so I originally signed up to do it in 2020, like Mike did. I signed up on November 1st of 2019 is when I registered. And I was literally so excited that I that I was able to get in that I cried because I was like, I had been wanting to do it for a couple uh. of years. And I was really, really training for it last year. And when it got postponed, I was, you know, I understood as upset, but as I, but I understood and then, you know, just all these other life happens, right? Now, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, God, it's just a few months away. I better, like, start climbing some mountains again. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I would, too. And I know I know Parnellis. He talks about it often. It's going to be awesome. Get to training. Don't waste any time. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't think I should do it, just wing it? No, I do not. <laughs> Definitely not. So just back to SB Pace, just something that I was reading, you know, you guys believe that there was a void in the marketplace for affordable services available for small business owners. And I couldn't agree more. Just talk about talk about that a little bit and, you know, your services, how you're different. Well, so the we bring so between the two of us with our both our experience in small business in the corporate world working for the big four Fortune 500 companies project management across the you know the globe pretty much we saw that for small businesses they didn't really have an affordable option and and primarily because that's uh it's it's a very uh hands-on industry you can't like it's not cookie cutter because not every business is the same there's a lot of stuff that we can repeat reuse etc but the the thing like you can't like a, a a big, a larger consulting firm wouldn't bother with the, the solopreneurs or less than 10 employees or whatever, because there, there really isn't like the time that you would have to invest is not worth the money for them because they've got the infrastructure to support. So for us, we're able to position ourselves in a way that's affordable for small businesses, but you still get that experience. So it's, it's hands-on, it's, it's boutique, it's, you know, all of those words, but like realistically it's designed so that Pretty much, I mean, for the most part, anybody can afford it and everybody should be able to afford it. Whether, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, obviously, everybody's financial situation is a little bit different, but the we've got courses and other things available that are designed to be just affordable because we, it, again, it's just the two of us. So we're not mm-hmm. supporting this huge network of people. We don't have the infrastructure to, to that requires the big. So a lot of hand holding, more or less, right? I mean, they're more, very intimate. More more, than, <laughs> did you say more than we'd like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a lot of times what we see is mm-hmm. that I'm sure this will resonate with you, Nick, is that small businesses, they don't have the resources that they need to get the work done that needs to be done. Right. So a lot of times we're just acting as fractional employees for somebody Gotcha. where, you know, they either they need help with, you know, operational improvements or they're, you know, really need help on the marketing or whatever. In fact, we are in the process of launching in addition to Corey's restaurant and we, you know, we have SB Pace and we have the podcast, we're also launching another business. 
It's called Certivium, and it's really going to focus on offering customer service to small business owners. And it's a a unique model, right? So pretty much everything that we do, it's customized and it's not, we're we're not cookie cutter and Mm -hmm. a very hybrid approach to the coaching and consulting. Our, Our goal is always to fire ourselves, right? And our number one core value is we don't sell you something you don't need, right? We're mm-hmm. not interested in taking the money from small business owners when it feels like there are so many people that are already doing that to them. So we're just really here to how can, what, what's the best way we can serve you? And when we look at our services for people, we always package things up to make them the most affordable possible, right? So we're not, we try not to ever charge by the hour. If somebody wants to purchase like an out, you know, hours of coaching, we'll sell that, but we're more interested in the services so that we're deliverables based so mm-hmm. that people know that they're really getting value in what, in what they're paying for. Now understood. I was going to ask, where do you think SB pace is heading? Are you, are you looking for growth? You kind of touched on you're, you're working on a restaurant, Corey, and now you're ready to start another business. Are you looking to do anything further with SB pace outside of what the ser- services are currently? I don't think so. I think we'll continue to, we feel really good about the services that we offer. We probably, I don't know, you know, we always talk about maybe offering some additional courses. We've sort of, I've had this dream for a while of what I like to call Costco for small businesses, which is this place, this marketplace where if we're, we work with, we have a lot of partners that we work with, with our clients, right? So if somebody needs, you know, a website or copywriting, like we have partners that we work with and we're really specific with them on what they what they can charge, right? So they're free to work with the clients after we're done with them, but we don't ever want our clients to feel like they're being like ripped off. So we cap that money. But what we want to do is what we've talked about in the past is that in that Costco for small business model is really having this marketplace where we've got these partners in there and a small business owner can come in and be like, Hey, I need copywriting or I need a new logo or whatever. And we've got these people in there and it's very specific on what they can charge in there. And so maybe they pay, maybe there's a membership fee involved. I don't know. We're still kind of working through it, but we're probably a ways away from that. It's it's definitely not top priority. Right now we're really focused on the services that we have and then our courses. So we have some really, really good courses and and getting those out to the masses. So basically creating affiliates, kind of, right? Affiliates, partners. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Along the lines there. Like Mm -hmm. the way that we work, especially with clients when we sell a a package, is we're we're kind of like general contractors in the sense that there's a lot of work that we do, but we outsource a lot. So the customer's paying us, they they strike one check, it goes to us, and then we coordinate and everybody else is doing their job. I don't need to explain to you how the general contractor works. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make it easy for the client, you know? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And in some ways, it's a very similar model to what you guys do with that transparent pricing, right? So we're, there's no surprise costs at the end for our customers. We're never going to hit them up and be like, oh, hey, you owe us for this. Or that's It's upfront, everything. This is what's included. This is what you're getting. Yep. High value communication. Yeah. Let, let them know if there is something that comes up, then you just have to communicate it. I mean, on the GC end, because things do pop up. There's unforeseen that, that happen often. Have you ever heard of aeroponic gardening? It's the future of gardening, and it is here now. Developed by NASA and Epcot, 
This gardening system goes upright, so it takes up less space as well as 98% less water. It is dirtless and produces three times more fruits and vegetables at a 30% faster rate. If you're looking to change up the way you eat or want to try a gardening system that takes minimal effort, contact my old friend Tara at 717-433-4207 or check out for more information at T. Sesek. That's T S A K S E K dot towergarden dot com. So, if you guys know a little bit about this podcast, this is for entrepreneur. This is for construction related professionals, tradesmen, people that don't want to take the traditional college path. If Someone wants to get into construction or consulting, your profession, or just something that they're passionate about and, and they, something that their heart is really leading them to, what would your advice be for them on how to do so? Well, I think first they need to make sure that they are, in fact, passionate about it. Because I know a lot of people are, you know, for instance, let's say in the construction industry, they're, oh, you know, I'm tired of working for this guy. I'm going to do It's like, do you really enjoy construction though? Like it's, it's your job and, just making sure that you want to potentially ruin what is your passion because that's one thing is everybody's like, oh, I love cooking. Well, the easiest way to hate it is to do it for for money. So, <laughs> so it's one of those things like it, it needs to be in your blood because I talk to people all the time with restaurants and they're like, oh, I, I love entertaining. And I'm like, this isn't entertaining. You know, this is this. It's, you have to be bred like for restaurants in order to be able to do it successfully. And I'm sure the same is for construction and, you know, most businesses in general. I would say to have a plan, but most importantly, to just start, right? Like so many people wait until the timing of the situation is perfect and they're just, they're still waiting and you just start. Failure is going to happen. It's a natural part of being an entrepreneur and, you know, fail fast, learn from it and, and keep moving. Now, great advice, both of you. And just to circle back, Corey, on what you said, are you saying that you shouldn't focus on the return on investment for someone being passionate about something? No, you should. You should definitely. I mean, obviously, you want to go into business to make money. And that, uh, like, uh, that's a lot of what we do is making sure that you've got that foundation built, like you can be successful at what it is that you're doing. But more than anything, you want to make sure that you don't hate what you just committed to. Cause I like, you know, you can quit your job, you can find a new one, you know, whatever it is. But once you sink a couple hundred thousand dollars into, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you can't just walk away from it. And the last thing you want to do is hate that because then it is just going to fail. Totally agree. So how can people connect with you, contact you? Do you want, can you give your website and social media? Absolutely. So everything you need to know about us can be found on sbpace.com. We're on all the social channels. We have a YouTube channel under sbpace, Instagram, sbpace. We also have Instagram for bizquick and we are on Facebook. Yeah. So we're, we're pretty much everywhere. And the podcast name? Podcast is bizquick and it's B-I-Z- Q-U-I-K. We like to make it as difficult for people to understand. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Yes. I really appreciate you guys connecting with me today. I was looking forward to this and um, thank you again. And I will see you, Julie, on social media. We're recently connected. 
Yeah. Definitely. I love your posts. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Are you on, Corey? Are no, on? I don't have any social media. I couldn't find you. I looked. There's, <laughs> there's a reason. <laughs> He's nowhere. He's, <laughs> frankly, it's pure magic that we get him to do reels for us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again, both. I appreciate it. And uh, have a great rest of the week. Thank yep, you. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Constructing Greatness podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at nicholasofac at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.